0: Evening, good afternoon. I'm Samira, and this is the Harvard Community from the Harvard Crimson. At today's tea party, we will hear from our official UC Prez and VP tickets. Voting did open Monday, but don't worry, you still have time to vote, which is why I'm so excited we get to hear about candidates' platforms and views of the UC as a whole. Ooh, someone just arrived.
1: Hi, I'm Jenny Gann. I'm a junior living in Leverett House, and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm from outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, in a small town called
2: Hudson. Hey everyone, I'm Noah Harris. I'm a junior living in Dunster House. I take the Heath series of pronouns uh, and I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So happy to be here with the queen of Harvard, Samira herself.
0: <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to be a queen, a princess, one of the Disney princesses, preferably Tiana. <laughs> Anyways, let's hop right in. So Noah and Jenny, y'all are running for... Uh, UC president, vice president. I've been there. Didn't do that, though. I, I was there. I tried. <laughs> um. So could you let us know a little bit about how um, y'all ended up running together? Why you chose to run? A little bit more about that process and what that looked like.
2: Yeah, uh, certainly. Like, So I am currently the treasurer on the council. Um, and Jenny and I have both been on the UC for this is our third year now. And so we came in. Uh, in the first year class together. And and since the beginning, we, we've we been working on just an amazing projects, making Harvard more inclusive, working on resources for um, Seth's first-gen first low-income students um, and just just the whole student body. And so we've been doing great work and it was, we just worked so well together. And so we just knew that um, we would be a great team to to make real change at Harvard and and take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to add to that. Like, I've looked up to Noah as a leader and just as a person um, for a very long time, and I'm just like so grateful to be able to work with him in this capacity. And I think a good example of like a project that we've worked together um, on the council is our freshman year. There was an initiative called like non-emergency transport, and the goal of that was to supplement the taxi the taxi service, which is is the goal of goal of which is to allow like easy access to hospitals. Like, for example, if a student Student, you know, um, has like a non-emergency medical reason, they go to a hospital. They can call like the proctor is supposed to be able to call a taxi, and then you're supposed to be able to go to the hospital. And it's paid for by Harvard, but um, that service is not very good. It's inefficient. It can take hours. Like it's not like very like readable or like available to students, and so like a team of individuals on the UC had this non-emergency transport program where students could submit um, to a form like a coltrix form and they they could get reimbursed for like PT appointments, um, therapy appointments, going to the hospital, like surgery follow-up things. Like those are all examples of things we saw. Yeah, basically anything related to like like medi- medical like medicine or like healthcare. And so what like I would do every week or every two weeks is like look at the form and then transfer it over to a like a to a spreadsheet and then um and then said that to Noah and he would have to Venmo people through like everyone individually and like that was obviously like super inefficient and like it was a very good cause but there were obviously ways to improve that so over this past actually ju- like just a couple weeks ago um well, we've been working all throughout the summer but just a couple weeks ago we released the Lyft partnership which um is focused towards essential services so it, that includes medical appointments that includes like going to COVID testing like includes going to the hospital whatever that might be in addition to just like if you need to go to the grocery store or whatever um, like other essential services um, you need to travel to it's so, like that's like a much more efficient way and I think like we've been able to work together so efficiently to like make something happen for students and we want to expand that into the spring like want to include more students because there was so much interest in the fall we had to lottery it and like also eventually like if we are ever back on campus like using this partnership to be like um, to supplement like the long term like I'll well, supplement like um, inter-campus transport so like Supplement the shuttle service like night like improve night safety etc so just super excited about all the initiatives we're going to be able to put in place hopefully as um, the next um, president and vp
0: so you talked a lot about you know these programs that um you all have worked on and programs that like the uc has put out a question i get a lot in my dms is like what does uc do and these are like some of the things that you've named are some of the things that uc does but if you had to tell someone um what the uc does and like what their function is like what what would you say
2: for me um the uc really fills gaps fills gaps in the harvard experience um when when something goes down, like with the administration and Harvard doesn't make the right decision, the UC is there to advocate for students, to uplift their voices, to get them in the right meetings uh, with, with the right deans, or to, to use our resources to, to benefit students who are in a bind at a time. The UC is there to, to do things like we're doing with our storage program, to rent an entire warehouse, to to store student student's stuff at, at $10 a box. Uh, when. When the, when the service the administration is quote unquote providing is charging students over $500 for the same amount of time. And so the UC is there to, to stand up for students and to use our voice and the platform that we do have to, to provide and, um, and, and to be there to fill gaps, like I said.
1: Yeah, I was gonna add really quick. I think a lot of times like students have like this conception of the UC as inefficient or they're just like, I don't know what they do. Like why are they even here? And I think that's so valid because I think where the UC has failed in the past and I've seen um, like on my like whatever, two and a half years on the council is that a lot of times we'll like put out programming or like put out things that aren't relevant to students. Like it's like not actionable. It takes years and years to happen. Like students aren't seeing results right away. And even if there are programs, like people don't know about them. And so like a big part of our platform is like making sure everything that's on our platform and those three categories are actionable like we know how we're going to do it we know we have a plan like we know exactly we like we know we can get it done like things like okay like we will continue to advocate for things like like diverse CAMS counselors and multicultural center like these things will take time though and we don't want to promise things to students that we can't deliver on within a year like we will continue pushing for that and continue elevating things like this um like divest and like ethnic studies and all those things that students really care about but like recognize that we should be promising things that we can actually do and accomplish during our terms so like that's something that we hope to change and also just in terms of communication like making sure that we're communicating with student organization we're communicating with individual students like getting the word out about what we're doing The UC, i think over the past like semester or the past like couple of months has really improved that in terms of, like the new website like new branding new social media but we hope to continue that as like president and vp of the council
0: y'all started to talk about, like a lot about your platform um, is there anything else you want to mention about your platform? I know you covered a lot of it, but I don't know if you want the little motto, little slogan, whatever it is. Like what else? Whatever else you want to add on top of that.
2: For sure, uh, I can talk about our vision, and we we talked about a number of different things in our platform, but I can kind of lay the baseline. So we want to build tomorrow's Harvard. Like that is our goal by making Harvard a place we can all be proud of, regardless of our identities. And during our time as students on the council, we realized there's so much we can improve and. Uh, When we say build tomorrow's Harvard, we mean we're ready to meet this moment in history uh, and turn that into long lasting change. Uh, So for our platform, we have three main parts. Um, We want to hold Harvard accountable for its, quote unquote, commitment they made to anti-racism, but continue to go back on, quote unquote. They continue to go back on that. Um, We want to create a remote experience that more resembles the in-person one. Um, because we can do better there, we we want to and build community in that way, and we want to take real steps to improve our community that has struggled significantly with sexual assault and mental health, and those are the things we're gonna do.
1: Yeah, and I and I can just touch on a couple of like more specific platform highlights these are so our platform is split up into the three categories noah just mentioned mm-hmm. that have those three goals and then we also have split each of those categories into two different halves so one's virtual and one's um an in-person because we want to make sure we're promising things to students that are relevant and so um, under the diversity and inclusion part of our platform um, we have things like the one harvard fund which is intended to continue engaging the student body in raising money for worthwhile causes and also at the same time um, advertise and like getting students engaged in the work that student organizations are doing through different events, um, cross-cultural collaboration. Um, so these would these would provide um, money for student organizations or two separate student organizations from two different communities to kind of come together and talk about the intersection of their identities and have those conversations. Um, like peer-to-peer mentorship, which we've done a lot of work on in the last couple of months to make sure student organizations have the money to mentor incoming first years, make sure that they have um, like that those resources to, to, ing- to integrate um, like to first years who are living you know alone and and like learning virtually without any upperclassmen around. And the last one, um, the advocacy fund, like ensuring that students who you know are marching, who are protesting, who you know are all the time spending money out of their own pocket to um, like buy supplies to fund their to fund their to fund their advocacy. And we're, we want to make sure that they like that is like financially feasible for them. This is based off you know off last year Harvard Yale students had a crowd fundraise to go back to New Haven for their court dates. We don't want that to be mm-hmm. a reality for any student. Um, and then for the student life, um, a couple things we already talked about, but like the Lyft partnership, um, like the internet um, services subsidy so we're going to have we're going to partner with an outside um, internet services provider to make sure that students have fa- either highly subsidized or free Wi-Fi at the beginning of the next semester so that they are able to learn online effectively and not have to worry about Wi-Fi or the financial burden that comes with that. Um, and then the last the last last thing is the con- just continuing the work and expanding the storage plan. Um, if it, like interest does exceed the available spots this semester we know to expand it to more next semester. Um, and the last one with um, our um, health and wellness power platform, we have things like um, the Crimson Clear mental health check-ins, ensuring that Harvard is prioritizing mental health in addition to physical health. So, giving students and creating a space for students to check in with their mental health, see how they're feeling each day, and then at the same time, like having resources readily available to students. Like students know, like, if I have a fever, if I have a cough, like, I know exactly what to do. But like if students, you know, are feeling, you know, they need like they need support. Like sometimes it's not clear, right? And so we want to ensure that students like know like this is how I schedule appointment at CAMS. Like this is how I access um, peer counseling resources. These are outside resources I can resources I can access. Like having that like easily compiled and available to students. And then um, the last part of our um, virtual platform is continuing to like elevate and elevate and advocate for the voices of student activists around um, like survivors of sexual violence and ensuring that they are heard in meetings, that their demands are being met. And we're going to continue pushing. that continue advocating for things like the um, increasing number of staffers at OSAPR, like um, the affirmative consent policy, and, um, I was say, and holding social groups accountable, holding individuals and holding leaders and social groups accountable for creating a safe space for survivors, holding their own members accountable for perpetrating sexual violence and creating like an environment where that doesn't even, like it can't even happen. Like that's not a possibility. There are norms in place to ensure like that kind of thing does not happen in social spaces that are usually dominated by men. So those are a couple of things on our on our platform.
2: There, there are just some things that we put at the center of the platform for the reason, because we know we can execute. We know we can get you results immediately. For instance, like I've been, um, Doing some advocacy between the Harvard Treasurer and uh, and working with MIT student government to to get Harvard to invest uh, reinvest some of its money um, into black-owned businesses uh, and black-owned banks, and we've made significant headway um, in over the past few months. But but that's not something I'm going to put at the center of our platform because that's not realistic for us to happen within our term. Like I can put Harvard on a track um, within three five years to do that, but um, But, you know, change, change doesn't happen overnight. And so we we know that, you know, we'll have to be there to get results. But at the same time, we'll be building towards these larger things.
1: Even though like we haven't like been elected, um, we still are, like working on a lot of projects are re- like on our platform just because like we care and want to see them happen. Like no matter our titles, no matter our positions, like we want to see these projects happen no matter what. And so we been taking steps this semester to ensure that like the lift program, like we we are timeline and we were like oh we have to wait for a lot of like the admin and logistics and like signing of forms and like legal things. Like oh it probably won't happen till the spring, so we'll put that on our platform. But as soon we were able to get a faster turnaround from admin and from the the lift side and get that done faster Um, but even things like the disposable hygiene products program which like is like rolling out on Monday um like the day voting opens, I'm not sure what the date is, but um, like that's on our platform. That's, that's on our um platform. But we were like, let's just do that now. Like students want that right now, and we should do it, and we should fill that gap. Um, and so super. So as a plug, if anyone's listening, to go to the Harvard Yard Mail Center, get a month supply of disposable hygiene products, and like even like storage, like Noah meant like that was on our platform. But I um, saw like the UC and like Noah and the other individuals working on this project. Like know that students need it now for like like freshmen who are living on campus and need to go home far away. Can't drive their things to California, like like that's like that's like you're like not realistic. And so we're able to fill that gap right now for students who
0: who need that. Some some people have already voted in the election, um, but for those who haven't, um, why why should they vote for you right now in in this last kind of maybe I, I can't do math. What's what's twelve plus twelve? Well, that's a dumb question. Hold up, what's twelve plus? No, twenty-four plus. In the, in the 24 hours, <laughs> I think I had the math right, in the next 24 hours, um, for those who haven't voted, why, why should they vote for you? Why, why should they check Noah and Jenny?
1: I think one reason is simply we have the most experience. I think we heard a lot of rhetoric in 2016 about how, you know, drain the swamp, like, you know, we need to change the way the government is run. Like, we, need, you know, it's obviously on a different scale, like the United States government, this is, you know, student council at a college, like it's very different, but I think like the last four years have shown us that experience matters. Like having experience, having background, having a track record of getting things done is incredibly important moving forward. Like you can't just come on to the, even though, you know, it's just, it's just student government, like it's just college, but like, it's still important. It's still relevant. We've seen, I think like, like that it's important to have experience in this role because sometimes when when push comes to shove, when, you know, students unexpectedly are getting kicked off campus. Like we need leaders who know what they're gonna do, who know, who know what they're doing, who know what needs to get done and can do that.
2: Right, um, you know, nothing can nothing can prepare you for um, President out sending a message saying, go home in, in four days and, and don't come back. And, uh, you know, nothing at all. And um, the instinct you have to have, uh, you know, for me to be able to send, right that moment, to send to the UC email list and be like, all right, we have to, we have to devote the rest of our budget for the year um, to helping students through this, to help them with storage and shipping and, and flights. Um, we ended up just doing the storage, but you know that that's not something that that you can just like poof one day. I want to um, I want to lead the student body, and then I have those instincts. It comes from doing the work and seeing what. What the UC looks like when it's great, and what the UC looks like when when it's not so great, Um, and that that's what we have. Um, And from the UC, we have a significant amount of members on there that that are supporting us, that work with us on a daily basis, see the work that we're doing, and and realize that we're the leaders to to continue that work. Um, And we we really um, we really recognize that the the people on the UC are. You know, even though like everyone's like, oh, you know, the UC does this or doesn't do that. Um, those, are, those are the people who know the UC best usually.
1: Yeah. And thank you. I mean, thank you for even considering us. Like, I think we were recording this a little bit earlier, but like we've gotten like a lot of feedback and just a lot of support from so many people. And that's been, just like so heartening to see that like, you know, people like care and they're like, your friends are willing to support you and, you know, share your message. And so that's been so, so, so rewarding. And so I just want to thank everyone who has already voted or plans to vote or has, you know, in any way participated in this process. Like we are so grateful to be um, running for this position and um,
0: thank you for your time. Yeah. Uh, Noah and Jenny, thank you so much for coming. I will let you on your merry way. It looks like our other ticket has arrived. Hey
3: y'all, um I'm Minnie Ganesh. I'm a junior in Elliot. I take the She series and I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Super happy to talk here today.
4: Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Nick. I take he, him, his. Um, I am a member of the class of 2023, currently a sophomore. Um, I'm from upstate New York, Southlands Falls, um, and I'm in Luther House.
0: Welcome, Minnie and Nick, to the Tea Party. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to hear about you all's platform. First, just tell us like about yourselves and like how um, you got together to run, maybe like why you decided to run together, kind of the whole shebang.
4: Yeah. You want me to start? Or you, I
0: think you should start. <laughs> right, right. That's
4: gonna be a running theme, okay? It is. <laughs>
3: so, all right. Um, yeah, so I think I sort of I joined the council at my sophomore year as a write in candidate because Elliot only had two people running in the race. And so we had like an open seat, and like Hoko, I was on Hoko, and Hoko was like, uh hey uh somebody should run (laughs) you know we haven't we have we need to be represented and so i just kind of threw my hat in the race like um like at 6 p.m on a tuesday and voting close on thursday like i was like i was not in the ballot or anything and it was kind of like i had run for the uc my freshman year and lost um and so it was sort of a thing i just i had always wanted to kind of represent people and so i came on and then i sort of fell in love with actually helping people in public service i'd always loved it before and like you know real government and congress and whatnot but it was a chance to kind of move into the UC. And then as I was working on the council, I was exposed to a lot of people because I was finance chair. And so I work with clubs like for hours every week and I respond to hundreds of emails every week. And so I see a lot of what's going on and what people need and I started working harder. And then March happened and then I, you know, I led the storage initiative, which was, it was amazing to have that kind of mental, to help people's mental health even, you know, in that week where like, you, nobody knew what was happening, but for sure something that Figley students and first gen like like low like people on full financial aid knew was that the UC combined with the college was gonna help them get free storage. And like being able to do that was I think the most rewarding part of that <laughs> that that was five days, that semester. And from there I think it just moved forward into helping people. And then um Nick, you want to take over why I why I picked you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So I guess um you know just in general, um I I ran uh, for the council in my first year at Harvard. Um, I had been really passionate about student government in high school, and um, when I came to Harvard, I saw that the UC was everything that I wished my own student government had been. Um, and working on a number of projects like, um, you know, subsidies for um, uh, working with the first years on subsidies for printing and laundry, um, and working on some of the like structural things about rules, I, I just saw how the council, you know, was really, really a tool that could be used to the advantage of students, and I wanted to contribute in any way that I could. Um, that's why I ran for secretary Um, as a first year, and I've loved it ever since. Um, Just love my job. Um, It is, you know, it is a little bit unconventional, like, you know, me being a, a sophomore running with a junior. I mean, you know, for centuries, I feel like Harvard students have elected, you know, tickets of just juniors, right? So Which, like,
3: I mean, you know what we're talking about, Samara. I mean, you know. <laughs>
4: yeah. So, you know, when it comes to, like, us running uh, as a joint class ticket, um, I think it's important to realize that for centuries also, Harvard students have taken advantage or um, taken for granted the fact that, um, you know every class would have roughly the same experience throughout their time at Harvard. But with this um, the COVID-19 pandemic and administration's response to that, that couldn't be further from the truth now. your Our class years radically impact what our experiences are going to look like, how long we're going to be on campus, and you know, uh, our at the end of the day, how many years we've been on campus.
3: Yeah, and I mean, it's basically impossible for me as a junior to relate To the experience that sophomores and first years have of like never having that traditional first year experience, not being able to build those connections. Because, like, I had basically two years on campus to become friends with everyone and solidify those and, 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 and have those relationships ready and present in my life, even when we left, you know, like I I haven't lost any friends because of this, you know, like we haven't gotten out of touch really. I mean, I guess to my acquaintances, sure, but my friends are still there, but you know.
4: Yeah. Like as, as a first year, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate, you know, but I know what it's like to be like, you know, shuttered from Annenberg and to, you know, learn my housing assignment through a screen like this. Right. (laughs) Like, I I know what that's like. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's it's not nice, right? And I think, you know, part of me running with Minnie, it's important that we're able to represent the first years and sophomores who have had unconventional experiences so that we can make sure that whoever our UC president and vice president are, that they're sitting on a table, not as two seniors talking about their more conventional first years, but able to like relate to that impact that the pandemic has had and how we can better address those
0: concerns. Like I said before, a question that I get my DMs a lot is, what does the UC do? They don't do nothing. Oh, they can't do shit. Oh, the blah, 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 so in y'all's eyes, you know, both of y'all, um, have been on the council. What do you see, um, the UC's role as at Harvard? And like, what do you, do you think that what it is now is what it should be? Or like, just like, what do you, what are your views on like what, what the UC is and like does?
4: we when you know when we talk about the council um and you know the fact of like we haven't taken action on things like ethnic studies um and and then we kind of like go back to our general meetings and like wonder why nobody likes us right i think it's you know it's it's important to realize like the undergraduate council, and, and in vision, is that the undergraduate council is a, a body, an institution that students can take pride in, that students can have a little bit of faith in, that when if if and when or when admin does something that we find completely outrageous or um, you know not at all um, you know taking into account our needs, um, that the UC should be an organization that's the first one up to the you know up to bat to you know defend students and to advocate on their behalf.
3: Yeah, the UC basically right now we rely on other people to bring things to us. We rely on student activists or student people, or just students in general, to bring their concerns to us. Uh, You have a concern about ethnic studies, you have to bring it to us. You have a concern about Title IX, you have to bring it to us. You have a concern about divestment, you have to bring it to us. And then we sort of pick and choose what we decide to do based on how easy it is to get it done. Because a lot of the council is the clout chasing of, I want to run for president, so I want to Put as many pieces of legislation under my belt as I can, you know, and that's not how it should work, you know. Neither Nick and I is going to go into government after the, after college. Like it's not a thing that we need for our resumes. We're doing it because we care about what we about the work and what we do. And I think creating something like so, I've been helping James and Ify with their Unity Caucus stuff when I was interim director of inclusion. I'm not obviously director of long inclusion anymore. Um, But when I was there, I was helping them create this advocacy caucus. It hasn't really kicked off yet, but what I envisioned it to be was basically a group of students on the UC, UC members, whose entire job was just to go and figure out what students care about and bring that to the council. Instead of waiting for international students that to write legislation on behalf of themselves and bring it to us instead of waiting for our Harvard can do better to tell us that Title IX is messed up. We should be going out and finding it out day one.
4: Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, reform in terms of making individual members more accountable. In fact, I believe it was an effort that we worked on over the summer that um, finally institutionalized reports, uh, you know, for students so that, you know, you can go to the UC website now and you can see, you know, the reports that your representatives are submitting and actually learn about what they're doing. Attendance is another thing that, you know, both Meanie and I have, you know, tried to work on during the summer. You know, heck, even, you know, coming having a council during the summer was completely unheard of before we, you know, kind of like took up that fight to get, you know, to get people to reach reconvene and continue to work to address the needs of students over the summer. Just because Harvard isn't in session doesn't mean that students don't have problems. And that's why we need a council that's going to be responsive to those over time and consistently.
3: So yeah, the UC in the future, yeah, I mean, when people say they want to abolish it, we get it.
4: Absolutely. We hear you.
3: But I think this year we have a chance to do something even better than abolishing. I think we have a chance to actually make the UCU work the way it's supposed to.
4: We have a chance to reform the institution.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we should take it. And um,
0: so, yeah.
4: And hopefully in the end, if all goes well, and we'll have the Harvard that we all deserve.
0: So now transitioning to this this next question, um, just tell us about your platform, what you're trying to do, um, what you plan to do for students. I know that like between candidates, there's, there's usually not that much big of a difference. Um, usually, I- in my experience, I know Mindy talked about how I also ran on sophomore junior ticket, um, and so I know in presidential races everybody essentially won on the same thing. Um, but if you could just tell us a little bit more about your platform um, specifically, yeah. So
3: we actually are very aware that like platforms typically sound the same because you know we worked on a, on a campaign last year. Uh, you know, Sonic Henry's campaign platform sounded really like James and Abby's platforms. Sounded really like yeah, everybody else. It's else's. no secret. <laughs> but I think the difference this year we're focusing on well and also the difference in general is again that intent versus efficacy if that makes sense um,
4: it's never been like a huge problem for um, for UC candidates to hear what you know students have to say and to, like be to hear that feedback but to actually be receptive to it and to create programs that actually meet those needs that is something different and I think that where Minnie and I come in is, the fact that we both have very, like, executionary rules on the council. Minnie is, like, the face and the embodiment of the finance portion of the council. And likewise, I'm the guy who's sending all those emails and more or less figuring out how to pub them all, right? So from that aspect, you know, when somebody writes a piece of legislation to existence on the council, it's Minnie and I who are working tirelessly to, like, carry that stuff out. And so we've learned a thing or two about, like, how to get work done and how to make sure that things don't slip through the cracks.
3: Yeah, so because of that, our platform was developed by us reaching out to student groups and advocates, and we discuss with them, A, what they think problems are, B, what steps they've already taken to solve those problems, and what steps they think are necessary moving forward. Because it doesn't make sense for Nick and I to sit in a room somewhere and decide what we think is important or how it's gonna be solved. Like, it just really doesn't. And you'll notice that a large part of our platform, we go, we talk about a lot of things on our website, you know, and all of them are, I have a plan for every single one of them. I have this like giant PDF, this is, like Word doc where I like listed out the next steps. I mean, some of the things, things like wellness days, we know exactly what steps to take. We're gonna work with the education policy committee because that's the committee that actually decides this stuff. We're gonna work with them with Michael, who's on the who's the student representative on the committee, who's on the UC. We're gonna push for that through that channel because that's how it actually works. We're not gonna like create a bunch of different funds to like fund everything because that doesn't work long term. And it's about kind of finding those things. We worked with Woodbridge on our international student platform. There's certain things that international students need that nobody else understands. Like, for example, the social life, what really helped international students is having clubs have the same event 10 to 12 hours apart. Because students in the US can go to basically either one, so they'll be good attendance, but international students can actually go to one that actually fits their time zone, you know? So by increasing like basically saying the UC will fund each event like the same amount each that will encourage clubs to do that and also create more equity. Um, I'm in a class at 123 and the professor does this thing where he makes the lectures temporarily available for like 36 to 48 hours after class. Now if every professor did that for every class. Now attendance in my class is really good like everybody goes to lecture that would all that all that would do is ensure that people who have a wi-fi issue their power goes out something They'll be able to watch that class instead of like having to, I don't know, ask someone for notes or contact the professor. International students would have an easier time taking more seminar classes, you know, all these other things that they're not able to do virtually. It's those kind of like community oriented outreach efforts that I think make our platform distinct and different.
4: Yeah, absolutely. We can't manifest solutions to things that we don't completely understand. And that's why it's important to, you know, actually talk to these groups and learn about these things. I, for one, didn't realize, you know, some of the struggles that some international students were facing till we talked to them and realized, hey, like they're facing like a real, like mental health crisis here with the fact that they're kind of alone in their communities. And, you know, Harvard is more or less, you know, um, you know, not very flexible on that part. So like, what are they to do? You know, what are we going to do to address that? And that's the type of thinking that we need problem oriented solutions.
0: All right. And lastly, I asked Noah and Jenny the same thing. Um, A lot of people have already voted. Um, They still have some time to vote. Why should people come out and vote for Minnie and Nick on the election ballot?
4: Yeah. So I think before we talk a little bit about why they should vote for us, I think it's important to just, you know, assert in general why it's important to vote. Um, and that's you know for the same reason we saw on the national level, um, you know the council is supposed to be reflective of all students' views on how the UC should run. There's a lot of discontent with what the UC does. A lot of a lot of different groups see our, you know our spending as frivolous and unnecessary. Um, and those voices need to be heard. You know I remember you know coming into this as like a first year and kind of you know feeling the vibe that a lot of people didn't like the UC. And the biggest thing that I wanted for those people was to hear them to hear them out to hear you know what what they're thinking what what policies do you want to see because unless the you know the UC fully hears that we're not we're, we're not going to be able to act on it and so regardless of who you intend to vote for please please just vote that that would be the world to us to the UC to Harvard but as to why I'll turn it over to Mitty.
3: yeah so for us specifically um, I think what again? What makes us stand out is our record of actual effectiveness. Um, if you wanted to abolish the UC, um, I spent a large portion of my summer trying to reduce the student activities fee. Um, unfortunately, it did not go down. But what I did manage to do is prevent admin from making it mandatory, which is what they were trying to do this year. So, um, you know, the fact that you were even able to do that in the first place—hello, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Um, But, you know, um, but larger than that, I think it's about our ability to execute. So if you think about programs that have actually worked, you know, the things that the UC has done well, that people liked over the past, I guess, eight months, a year or so.
4: Like technology and security, for example.
3: um, Storage. Uh, you know, getting people getting hotspots in the first place, you know, from Wi Fi, that was because the op ed that I wrote and the pressure that I put on admin, and the fact that the UC, like, actually doesn't spam people with a bunch of emails anymore, the fact that,
4: like, it looks a little bit more professional, like, you know, those are all things. The brand new website, like, you know, the grants are,
3: process that doesn't crash every two weeks, you know, you know?
4: Yeah. and we would be remiss, you know, to miss out on uh, our. You know, acknowledging all the other people who helped us along the way, but more, more, more often than not, you know, it was Minnie and I who were really pushing these efforts. Um, I remember when um, we were, you know, getting, you know, densifying campus is the word that administration uses. Um, and I'm sitting there like packing up my dorms and Ma- packing up my dorm in Matthews Hall, and I'm on the phone with Minnie talking about how we're going to roll out this emergency storage program. I think both Minnie and I, you know, it's like I'm packing my life into boxes, but at the same time, I'm like glued to the cell phone figuring out how we're going to like do. This this. And I think that's testament to the fact that Minnie and I are just really committed to the undergraduate council and to the student body at large. You know, this is something that we take a lot of pride in. Um, and, you know, it, I mean, as a, as a physics concentrator, personally, it falls kind of like out of like what my actual, you know, like career path is. But like, that's like how committed I am to like keep staying on the council, like despite the fact that you're like, nobody's going to care in 20 years for me.
0: I hope that this information was of use for you as you cast your votes for your next UC presidential and vice presidential candidate. I know we just had an election of our own here in the United States that was very chaotic is the word I will use. Chaotic. Let's go with that. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you'll join me next time right back here on The Harvard Community.